Does it make sense for companies and government agencies to designate the chief information security officer as chief privacy officer? Intel thinks so. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking once again with Malcolm Harkins, Intel's chief information security officer and newly named chief privacy officer. Welcome back, Malcolm. Thanks. Why did Intel decide to make you its CISO and chief privacy officer? I've had the the CISO role, as you know, for a number of years. And recently, in the past couple months, the company asked me to take an expanded set of responsibilities to become Intel's chief privacy officer, inclusive of my CISO responsibilities as well. We did that because we recognize they are risk issues that the company faces and that they need to be worked out together. There's a level of inherent interdependencies between different aspects of security in terms of our IT security and the the traditional info security roles, the physical security elements, and some of our security development lifecycle efforts that cut across the company for things that we do. Independent of that, but also very intertwined with it, is privacy aspects in terms of where the company's going with products and services in our business and just the large aspects of a large multinational enterprise and the growing legal and regulatory compliance items, as well as growing potential risk issues from a privacy space that is a large multinational organization you have to handle appropriately. And they're all a level of risk issues, and they need to be worked together and understand where there should be separation between them, but also where you can bring them together for maximum effect to do the right security things while also driving a preservation of privacy in the activities we're doing. Can you give an example how this common approach with information security and privacy and how that all blends into risk management? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. I had a dialogue with some peers back in December on who were looking at doing a level of monitoring for trucks. It was a large organization that has trucks that drive around and, and drop off and, and deliver things as a part of their service organization. They inherently were having struggles between the security desire for that I'd say logging and monitoring of the driving activities and the delivery activities. At the same time, you know, they need to do that for security reasons, efficiency reasons. They were running into challenges from a privacy perspective. To me, that was a great example of where there's potential conflict between the two goals. Um, But I think in that conflict, there's a path to resolution around it. And the discussion I had with that peer was, how do you approach the collection of that information, the use of that information in a way that would still preserve the privacy and respect the individual, the employee, but give you the insight that you need to protect the security of them the truck, the goods that are in it. In the dialogue, I suggested an approach to them around potentially giving that monitoring information to the driver in the truck so that they actually are the ones in charge of that information to help be more efficient in their routes, help protect the trucks and the deliveries and that type of stuff so that if they walk in as they back in for something and they leave the truck for a while, they maybe get alerts if if something's going on with the truck. Centrally, you might have some monitoring capability that you have triggers where the central security team might get alerted 
if you go outside certain parameters. So that way, there's not kind of a almost a big brother watching all the time, but you set a, a category of thresholds that have met a certain criteria that you can have that dialogue with people. And, and you're, again, trying to protect the driver. You're trying to protect the truck and the contents of it. So I suggested a dialogue that's not an all or nothing, but it's a how do you actually do that level of monitoring that in many ways you could argue makes sense, but in many ways could be intrusive and get it into a dialogue where it can be productive and figure out what are the thresholds and what are the data you really need to, to monitor, how long do you need to keep it, and then who decides you know, when you take additional potential risk issues, what additional controls you're going to put around it. So again, you're still preserving the privacy of the employee and the individual in that case. To me, that was a great example of where you can have things that are at odds with each other, or you can figure out how to reconcile those differences in a productive fashion. And again, where it's appropriate and not appropriate to collect and monitor certain things. Do you see this as additional responsibilities, or do you see this as more of an evolution of how the job is changing in adding the chief privacy officer responsibilities? I think it's a combination of both. I do think for me personally, I think it's an evolution because I've always had a wide angle role around information risk within the company spanning traditional infosec stuff to business continuity disaster recovery to some of these items that you work in conjunction with legal to make sure that we're doing the right compliance activities and pulling together a broader view of, of this across Intel, stitching together aspects in our systems, our products and services in terms of how they're developed, as well as some of our supply chain and the physical related items. I think there's an interdependency of certain key controls in each of those layers within the company that need to be thought through so that you can manage appropriately the risk, as well as make sure that you are not over-controlling in a way that encumbers the business. Does Intel have a chief risk officer or a chief information risk officer, or is the chief information risk officer sort of part of your job? It's part of my role. You could argue when I was chief information security officer, a a more appropriate title may have been chief information risk officer. And we certainly have a general manager, InfoSec director in the IT organization focused on those primary roles, and they are part of the broader scope cutting across the company that I'm pulling different aspects of people who've done security and privacy related items together so that we can have that larger overarching view and collectively manage those risks that need to be managed in order to steer the ship, so to speak. That director level position you just referred to, is that someone you report to? Does that person report to you or are they parallel? Parallel reporting into our our IT organization as well as myself. Okay, so that person reports at least dotted line to you. Yes. Okay. With this additional responsibility for privacy, are you reporting to someone new or is or is that structure remain the same? The reporting relationships have evolved as I've taken on the broader set of responsibilities and scope. And I'm now reporting into one of our executive vice presidents and no longer reporting into our CIO, but I have that wider vantage point across the company. Okay, let me ask you then about the responsibilities of the CIO and the CISO if you're not technically in the same organization anymore. And is that showing a certain kind of evolution of information security and privacy sort of going into its own domain? 
You know, it's a good question. I think the information risk elements and the information security items and a lot of privacy items with most organizations are inextricably linked to the IT organization because the, the systems are essentially the central nervous system of the company. So I don't think you can fully separate that type of stuff. I do see that IT has a very prominent role in that. My interdependence with IT is very strong and will remain very strong, both with the the folks that matrix into me, as well as in strong partnership with the CIO. I think it's it's organization dependent. I know many peers, whether they be called chief security officer or chief information security officer or chief information risk officer, the vast majority of them report, I think, through the CIOs. But some of them report into, again, other operating units. I know in one case, one individual actually reports up through the human resources organization, but that's also where they have their collection of other security items. Some of them report into the general counsel. It's company dependent based upon the sector they're in and how security and risk and privacy grew up within that organization, I think, is really kind of how it's evolved. As you assume these new responsibilities, did you have to learn new things uh, or was this something you already knew about? Are there new skills that you need to have? To be honest, I'd say I've never stopped learning since I've been in the security risk controls privacy space the past 11 and some years. I think for me, much like the threats, vulnerabilities, legal and regulatory things that affect this stuff continue to evolve. I need to continue to learn and evolve along with it. And there are a large number of things that I'm needing to dig into that I've dabbled in in the past and increase my acumen in order to fully do this in the appropriate fashion. Are your days longer? Uh, Not necessarily longer, certainly different. Some of the day-to-day items that I would have been more involved in on the IT side, you know, letting go of but still keeping awareness so that I can put my focus on other parts of the company to grow my acumen, grow the influence, and then figure out how to align all of the security and privacy activities across the company with a common purpose and overarching set of objectives and deliverables, Um, even though each part of it will have their unique vantage point and the unique things they need to work on. There is a commonality and and the linkage across that from some decision-making to some process structures that we'll need to figure out over time. What advice would you give other organizations that may contemplate combining the CISO role with the chief privacy officer? I think the one thing that I would advise most security folks, and some security folks don't like to hear this from me when I say it, but I think a lot of security professionals are what I would say colorblind or tone deaf to privacy. They think that if you have security or you do good data protection, you therefore have privacy. That's not necessarily the case, and it's much more nuanced than that. The security organizations need to recognize that potential blind spot in their acumen, and they need to partner with and work very, very heavily with their privacy organization, because I think at the end of the day, there is a level of common objectives, but I see too frequently when I talk to both privacy professionals in many companies as well as security professionals in many companies that coordination and that common ground, they are not working together on those items. And I think that that in the long term is a disservice to both the privacy and the security teams as well as a disservice to the organizations that they uh, work for. Thanks, Malcolm. You're welcome. 
I've been speaking with Intel's Chief Security and Privacy Officer, Malcolm Harkins. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.